is Sandcast, Beach Volleyball with Triborn and Travis Mwerder, brought to you as always by our good friends at VolleyballMag.com. Now before we introduce you to our guest of the day, we have a little intro music, so I'm, I'm hoping it, it comes up all right. The champ's in the house. Nice. We so got Rafu. The champ from AVP San Francisco, which congratulations, I haven't seen you since then. So big congrats to you for winning. Thank first, you. First AVP, right? That's right. Thank you for that. Yeah, and thank you for the practice before we left. Yeah, I was telling oh. Try actually, when we were watching the finals, we were watching the finals from uh, his sister's place in Bear Valley. And so I had trained with you and Ed, what, the Tuesday before? Right. And then the Saturday before, me and Try had trained with Rosie and Budinger. So if you want a free oh, ticket boy. to the finals, just train with me the week before. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Travis will get you ready. <laughs> well, it was your serve, apparently, because in the third set, you started off on a 10 run against us. So it was nice oh, to see. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it was nice to see you dominating other people with that serve too. Yeah, it was good to finally find my serve and like get it going on the tournament. It was really good. I haven't been serving very well all season and like finally found it. To your standards at least. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you have a very gnarly serve. I've been on the receiving end of it and it's quite tricky, especially the change up, which you didn't use the change up quite as much. It was hard. In the late it rounds. was windy. Ah, okay, it was hard okay. to do. Yeah. Right. But yeah, you're hitting those seams, Thank crushing you. it. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. so, was it like, when you say you found your serve, what exactly was the process like? Was it something different in your swing? Was it just it, you were snapping better, feeling it better, tossing? No, yeah, it's the toss and the approach. Yeah, when when I do a too long of an approach or too high of a set of a of a toss, I don't make good contact or I don't place it as well. So. I think it's mostly in the approach and the toss, yeah. Well, whatever it was, it, it worked. <laughs> it worked pretty well. <laughs> Definitely. I remember passing some of your, your change-up serves, so the, the short topspin serves, and it's, I don't think I've seen anyone hit it shorter than you. Like, I'm like, how am I passing? I'm, like, diving to pass your topspin short serve at, like, four feet. I'm like, how are you getting a topspin to drop that sharp? I know, and then you get up and bounce it for four foot line. <laughs> yeah, but you made me dive. <laughs> oh, we had some good battles. I remember me and Travis were talking about uh, some of the videos from World Champs when we were oh, that's right. battling. That's true. That was yeah, a fun one. I, uh, yeah. I didn't know that you had played in the 2015 World Champs because I was watching Tri's videos on YouTube, and I was like, wait, that's Rafu. Yeah, yeah, yeah we did. Yeah. Crazy. That was a good match, huh? too. Same pool, I think. Yep, that was on pool play. And it was close the whole time. Yeah. Right? Both sets match. were super yeah. close. I think that first set was 22 20, mm-hmm. and then the second one was close too. Yeah. It was, it was a good match. That was a good match. That's right. It was super fun too. Uh, oh, it was crowded. It was atmosphere. loud. Yeah. yeah. It was crazy. And we were floating. We were, techni- we were on like a floating uh, stadium, Platform, which is right. super yeah. cool. It was crazy. That tournament is one of my favorite to watch because the final between Allison and Bruno and Varenhorst and uh, Numidor is, is one of the best matches I've crazy. ever seen. Yeah. Did you guys mm-hmm. stick around for that? Like, what's, Do you hang around for those finals? Because I know that a lot of times with AVPs, the players get out of there pretty quick. But with FIVBs, it just seems like a fun thing to stick around I for. I did not. I was uh, touristing around the cities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which makes sense. Yeah. I Biking was around Amsterdam. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> what you do there, right? You just bike around. And there's like so many little cities that are close by. So yeah. it was smart to go. But I stuck around. I, was, yeah. I watched that one. It was pretty cool. 
It was nice. a crazy atmosphere. What's the last international tournament you've played, actually? Uh, I don't even I know. know. <laughs> oh, that's good. I don't Ninja know. Ninja committed to beach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I, I have no idea. Yeah. Maybe an Ortega or Panam Games? Cincinnati? Maybe Cincinnati Open, yeah, 2016. Okay, because that was one of those AV weird, like, hybrids. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's okay. right. I think that's the one. Gotcha. Yeah. And we were, we were talking earlier that it's a good thing that you didn't end up playing Huntington uh, for Puerto Rico with the new rules about the FIVB players. That's true. Apparently, I would be banned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> and now you got your win in San Fran with Eddie the Eagle, which... If Ed listens to this podcast, I don't know if he does. I was so stoked for that dude to get his win. Yeah. And I mean, both of you guys, that was your first win. It, like San Francisco is almost like a proving ground for new teams. Because last year, Loomis and Madison McKibben won. That was Madison's first. And then this year, three players in the finals, you, Ed, and Chase Budinger hadn't won yet. So it's kind of becoming a, a cool little tournament. Because I feel like any team that's in like a seventh place match and on could reasonably win that tournament. I mean, it's almost anyone's game at that point. That's true. There was a lot of teams coming in, like Piotr and Son, like I thought were contenders, and Trevor, Johnny, Stafford. It was, I don't know. I thought it was good. It feels good to win. I know the top teams were not there, but a lot of the good ones were there. (laughs) I mean, at some point you have to consider yourself a top team now. I know. It's hard to do. (laughs) Because, I mean, like you guys beat excellent teams on your way there. I mean, you beat... Trevor and Mayer. It was, yeah. it was, it was significantly harder than last year, though. Right. Like last year was, I think, no matter who won, it was going to be a new winner, except for Billy and Stafford, but Stafford was hurt. So it was, no matter what, it was going to be a new winner. This yep. year, there was a decent amount of teams that had won before. Yeah, because we were only missing two teams, right? Three. Or three, three, three. three. I keep forgetting Hot and Theo were gone, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, I mean, three teams, is it makes a difference, but... You guys are still obviously a top team, especially when you get your serve going like that. Like that's hard to pass, no matter who you are. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was fun. It was good to have uh, one match on Saturday, especially for my forty-one-year-old f- partner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> and it actually got hot. It was really hot. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. And definitely. it was super windy. It was hard conditions. Super fast sand. Yeah, I thought so, it was good for like uh, I. I've seen Ed play over the years, and like he kind of goes in and out of his like bread and butter game style, where he's hitting those corners on two really quick and just making really quick decisions. And I thought he was playing his style throughout the entire uh, tournament there, but he never really had that partner that was going to be like overly aggressive and like be able to take over the match by themselves. You know, it was always like I felt I felt like Ed's partnerships were where he was going to have to be the one to take him to over the edge and, and win it. He had the ability to be, like, really solid and, and, you know, play at a really elite level all these 18 years. But, like, what I saw you is, like, stepped up on Sunday and you're, like, carrying the team. Not carrying the team, but, like, stepping up and making those big plays, getting the other team out of system, big digs and putting it away. Just, like, Ed needed that person to, like, go the extra... To, to finish it, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I feel like you Ed, just kept it steady throughout the whole way. Yeah. Ed, I mean, he still, like, hit probably 50% of my passes over in two. Yeah, no. For a kill. Because he uh, plays at that level. Yeah. He's played yeah. at that level before where people are like, 
how does this guy not want a tournament for? Like he he's almost unstoppable at times. It's it's way harder to play defense on him when he's hitting in two. I'd rather serve him. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> seriously, because it is right. weird yeah. and like he can hit it high and fast and slow. I don't know how he does it. Yeah, <laughs> and he finished the tournament with the highest hitting percentage of yeah. anyone in the tournament. Yeah. Oh, I so, believe that. Yeah. Yeah, I sure. think. I think he was at like 61% heading into the finals, which is pretty absurd. Yep. Yep, that's true. I wonder Definitely. what I wonder what the what was the dialect or the dialogue like uh with Ed as the let's say from the beginning of the tournament and as it progressed, was it did it stay the same or it stayed it's so exactly funny? the same. Perfect. Exactly the same. Like it's it's really fun cuz there's never single drop of pressure between us. It's like we just go no out and play. No negativity, right? Yeah. We didn't even have a strategy going into <laughs> the semifinals. <laughs> no, like, we were on the hotel room that morning. He was setting up his tournament back home, like, on the phone. <laughs> and then we skateboard down to the site. And, hey, let's just, I don't know, let's just play. Just you play volleyball. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. It all worked out. I don't know why. And then we did the same for the final. And, yeah, no pressure. Let's just play. Be in the moment. Be in the moment. That's uh, Ed's special uh, phrase. That's just his thing. He's like, be in the moment. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. It made me so happy watching the finals. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you could see him because you were getting ready to play defense, but the first match point, Ed was serving. He was bouncing up and down, and you could see he was so excited. <laughs> no, I thought that there was no way Ed would keep that serve within the same stadium. Yeah. He'd be too excited. He'd send it to the baseball stadium <laughs> yeah. across the way. But it was just—it was so cool to see you guys win, especially for you because you know with new kid. And I know that this year, like you were almost not stepping out, but it looked like you were kind of easing back from yes. volleyball. And then suddenly Ed's available straight into main draw, and here you are with your first tournament win since, what, an NVL in 2015? That's right. It's not bad. Wow, that's a long time. That's <laughs> true. Yeah, it's, it's exactly how you say it, and, like, I kind of almost feel the same way. I'm sort of stepping out, kind of doing it part-time slash full-time. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm, like, I have some other stuff to do, but I still want to train, and I still go, and I still compete because i'm i like competing and i like going for it but for sure never had in my mind that i was going to like either be in that final keep so like get better after yeah right? yeah do you think it uh it helped maybe pressure wise because you said like there's just no pressure on you guys to oh, win because yeah, you totally well you had a kid recently too right yeah five months right maybe, so your dad now and you started committing to like providing for the family and and you have your club stuff mm-hmm. and everything down in Temecula you think it was like a little pressure off of volleyball where you can just go and yeah just release 100 percent. Yeah. yeah we and and again like Ed is the same way like he loved playing and he we just do it for fun yeah because it's what we like to do and that takes away all the pressure for sure yeah that was fun to watch we were, <laughs> we're me and Travis were watching together we were we were laughing at watching Ed, how excited he was. <laughs> Most, like, you're looking like, well, people collapsed under pressure. He was getting, like, more and more excited, like a kid, the more the tournament went on. Awesome. We were just cracking yeah. up. It was yeah. awesome. The level of play definitely never dropped off the whole time. So you could tell the pressure was non-existent almost for you guys. 
Yeah. And you and Ed, that was your third tournament this year? Yeah. So you third. played New York, Seattle, New York, San Seattle, Francisco? Both ninth and then San Francisco. Okay. Mm-hmm. So how's the development been just as a team? Because I know that I've seen you on the beach a lot more since you started playing and getting back into main draw. So how's it been? Have you seen your skill level kind of back to where you expected it to be? And then two as a team, how's your chemistry and development together been? Yeah. Uh, I like Ed's style. Like he's a lot about like feeling each other and like I think that helped us a lot about for example where is he gonna set this ball or this kind of pass I think for sure staying with one partner that that's a big difference because like you get used to whatever he does in certain situations right right? so that totally helped a lot and uh, yeah like feeling each other for sure he like is he's all about that all about like being the moment and feeling each other and right. you, like you knew exactly where I was expecting Creating that set. Rhythm, yeah. yeah. Rhythm with each other. Exactly. Yeah. Like a flow kind of thing. Yeah. Especially in defense. I was a little bit lost uh, because I didn't know how like his blocking style. Right. Now like you're more used to it. You can read a little bit better yeah. behind him. Uh, yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ed seems like he... He doesn't jump around partners too often, right? He usually sticks with a guy. Mm-hmm. I've always kind of been a fan of that. It's like a lot of players want to jump around and uh, just like get the guy with a little, yeah. a few more points. But like Ed's definitely like invested in his teams, which mm-hmm. I mean, he's been a main draw for I don't know how long. Almost, as long as I can almost remember. Almost two decades. <laughs> the whole yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I mean, that's probably why because he's built good chemistry and those teams that are steady are the ones that that are good over time you know and and how was it i mean after you guys won you know how has the this past week been Uh, did it take a minute to come down or is it just kind of like life is normal it's kind of crazy you know (laughs) like all the messages and all the people that actually are you know interested and are aware of what was what's going on and like watching and like it's pretty fun it's pretty cool to have all that uh, support behind you, you know what I mean? Like, even though you don't know that many people is like watching you and, and right. paying attention. So, it was, um, were a lot of people back home in Puerto Rico uh, able to watch? Oh, yeah. Everybody, everyone watched. Nice. Yeah. If they didn't have the the Amazon Prime, I set up my own life, Facebook live oh, stream. Nice. So, Hell yeah. So, I had that. I had that for them too. So yeah, everyone watch. And we all are, I know, cause I, I got to go out there and play professional in your guys league for a few years, played against Rafu a little bit. Yep. Um, but yeah, the, the volleyball community is crazy out there Yeah, in totally. a good way. <laughs> totally. They're wild. Like it's, it's pretty awesome. If, if you consider them with all the other States in the U S I think by far they have the best volleyball by far. They have the best volleyball fans in the U S you can't, even, you can't even compare. Granted, we don't have a professional league in any of the other states, <laughs> but like, yeah, they're amazing. Yeah, pretty intense. How often <laughs> do you get to go back home? Actually, I haven't been back home since I moved out to Jamaica almost two years now. But okay. I, will, I will be back this August, finally, visiting family and like uh, my brother-in-law, my sister's wedding. Ah, nice. Yeah, you played with him in Corozal, Libero. Who was it? Victor. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. The volleyball world is wow. so small. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that is crazy. It's awesome. Yeah, it is, really. Especially in Puerto Rico. Like, 
you guys know every single player in the whole <laughs> league. Yeah, it's a small volleyball community. Yeah. yeah, we'll go play a match and like, <laughs> like the teams are almost fighting each other and the fans are almost like fighting each other sometimes. <laughs> and then afterwards, you're just like all barbecuing at the same person's house yep. or something. And it's just like mellow. It's pretty awesome. I feel like you and Ed have to set up like a Volley OC camp in Puerto Rico now. That would be fun. That would be pretty yeah. sweet. <laughs> I'll get in on that. <laughs> yeah. Little sandcast trip to Puerto Rico. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. <laughs> Here we go. Volleyball tournament. Yeah. yeah. Let's Perfect. do it. Make it happen. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, I'm, I'm really curious with your background, because I don't really know much about your career prior to your move to Temecula. I know you played for Puerto Rico for a little bit. Just kind of walk us through your, your volleyball journey, because I know that you, know, you guys said that the Puerto Rico fans are awesome, but is, is volleyball like a big sport there? Like, how do you get into volleyball in Puerto Rico, and then what ended up bringing you out to Temecula? Yeah, so just like here, started with like high school and club volleyball, right? There's a lot of, there's a lot of club volleyball in Puerto Rico for sure. Um, yeah, I played, actually in high school, I wasn't even like a starter on my high school team, and like I was probably on a three team in my club, <laughs> you know? And then when I got to college and I kind of started playing beach for fun, that's when I kind of started training a little bit better, taking it more serious. And and uh, one day, me and Orlando here, we called the Federation. There wasn't a national team then. So, hey, we're training, and, like, we're kind of looking to go to all these Norsecas, and, like, what do you think? And we went to the first Norseca in Dominican Republic in 2008, and we got second. We got to the final. We actually lost to Ed Radlish on the final. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Now we've come full circle. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> and yeah, then I played uh, in the national team from 2008 till 2016. And then I moved out here. Nice. Yeah, and, and, what ended and up on, in between, I played a little bit indoor as well. I played four leagues in the four years in the league in Puerto Rico. And... Yeah, that would that would be in the off season for beach. Okay. So I did both for a couple of years. Okay. Yeah. I'm wondering what does the the conversation look like when you just call up the federation who doesn't have a team and you just say, like, <laughs> "Hey, like we're okay. We're not bad players. You want to send us to the Dominican?" <laughs> like how does that conversation go? <laughs> yeah. So well, I have a little bit of uh, my background in my family. Both my mom and dad they played on the national team. My dad is still a coach in Puerto Rico. It's been like part of the federation for like 50 years. So they kind of know who I am through my dad. Okay. And yeah, I don't even I don't even remember. Like we called them and like they actually even had funds and we didn't have to pay anything. This is a nice little slush Crazy. fund just we waiting around for won, someone to call them. <laughs> we never even won a volleyball tournament in Puerto Rico. Really? After we even went to the first Norsega that summer we went and won the national championship in Puerto Rico. But before that, I don't know. I guess we just got lucky. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, did you even have to do, like, a, a tryout or just a skills test or nothing. anything? <laughs> they just sent you along your way. there was nothing going on. <laughs> they were just excited. Like, wow. Awesome. Yeah. You're like, you're telling us we have a, a good beach team? <laughs> like, yeah, you, we'll represent you. Oh, okay, perfect. We yeah. didn't know we had one. Yeah. That's just great. Like that, it happened. <laughs> and, and so... That, does Puerto Rico have a domestic tour, or is it... I mean, if you're going to play, you pretty much have to play FIVB in Norseca. We had one. We had a, a decent tour. Uh, 
for a couple of years, but not anymore. We don't have it. I think the last year was like, I don't know, 2010 or 11. Yeah, it was pretty good, actually. Good, decent money, good competition, like like a little bit of a live music going on and a kind of a festival. Yeah, it was fun. Man. If I could, it was if I could do that in the off season, like go to Puerto Rico <laughs> yeah. and go play in their league, it would be that'd be sick. fun, man. That would be super fun. You definitely get heckled a lot playing <laughs> against these guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. But it That's would be for fun. Sure. That would be a good atmosphere, definitely. Who was? Um, there's only been like a few. There was a few. I remember you. Uh, you guys tried to bring in a few of the indoor guys to play uh, and start, like, a full national team, right? How many players did you actually end up, like, recruiting to the beach? I know it, it grew a little bit bigger at one point. Now it's, I don't know where it's at now. Yeah, we had a, a pretty good group. We actually trained a couple summers here in uh, Hermosa. Right. Uh, yeah, we had a couple, like, four to six guys, some indoors, some beach only, like Hector Soto. Yep. Picky. Uh, Peaky, yeah. Yeah, he's like one of the best indoor players ever, right, in Puerto Rico. Oh, yeah, the best the ever, best, yeah. for sure. Uh, Eric Haddock, Pablo yeah. Guzman. Yeah, we had a couple. Like, we had good talent, yeah. And and we went in good runs for a couple of years, uh, but then slowed down again, yeah. You and Haddock had a good run on the FIVB for a while there, too. Uh, we didn't play much. I guess we were in it for a couple of them, but... We never travel like overseas or anything. We yeah. only play like uh, Long Beach, and uh, there was one in Florida, Saint Petersburg, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because <clears throat> wasn't was Haddock oh, your partner for well. right. for the when you played against Hague. Try? The yeah, Hague, yeah. That was for the World Championship that we qualified through Norseca. Okay. Yeah. So you did a few. Yeah. You guys went on a few. Yeah, we did. And a then few. you too. Yeah. That's right. And yeah. how does the the atmosphere of that world championships compare to, say, like a San Francisco? Just because I haven't been to an FIVB yet. Well, technically, I've been to Huntington, but it's still like AVP-ish because the AVP put it on. You know, like, just like the stage, you know, it's kind of bigger just because you know you're in the world championships. Right. And, like, you have that Puerto Rico shirt on or uh-huh. the USA shirt on. So it's it's... It's a different stage, but, like, I would say it was maybe a bigger stadium, but the crowd was, like, ass into it and, like, ass loud. Yeah, that's what... San Francisco was pretty cool. It was packed and it was fun. Uh, But, yeah, just maybe bigger stadiums and, like, just the fact that you are in a world championships, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) And (laughs) that one was definitely, I thought, a little more... Well, I got to play um, against the Netherlands, too, one match, or actually twice. We drew that. They were in our pool, right? One yeah, Netherlands one of, team. One of the Netherlands. Yeah. So everyone's cheering against you, which it's better than no one. It's kind of cool. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Um, but then we played uh, in the quarters. We played Numer- uh, Barenhorst Numerador, who went to the finals. It was like their hope, Netherlands' hope to win it, you know. <laughs> and that was insane. I, yeah. It was crazy how like I thought it was like super. It was very to our disadvantage like the way that they were playing the music the way that they were shooting like fire up in the air (laughs) like we'd score and i'd hear my girlfriend at the time she'd be like "Woo!" like okay i can hear her only and then and then they score and the whole place erupts music plays 
and then like fires like shooting everywhere. I'm like, this is and insane. Like, come on. Going is this on. legal? Like, you got to at least play music, like, for both of us. It was like Home field crickets. advantage. Yeah, it was, it was 100% home field advantage. That's yeah. why you host the world championships. Yeah. It was funny seeing the crowd for San Francisco, too, though, because as popular as Rosie is, I feel like so many people on the AVP have wanted Ed. We're rooting for Ed to win one so bad. Yeah. What was the crowd like? I mean, could you... Because from when I was watching, it felt like they were kind of pulling for you guys. But did you get that sense at all? Yeah, I think... Well, I think a lot of the people in the crowd are cheering for, like, crazy and good plays, right. too, you know? So right. it goes back and forth a little bit. But, yeah, I did feel like we had a good amount of, like, the crowd going yeah. with Ed, us. Ed's usually so. a crowd favorite because nobody <laughs> talks to the His crowd His dialogue is... Ed. <laughs> so He'll, like, yeah. get a play and he won't even talk to you. Just be, like, talking to the crowd for, like, <laughs> yeah, a from few the, seconds. And from the get-go, like, point three or something, he blocked Rosie and he goes, like, telling the public <laughs> yeah. to do that. Right. <laughs> that Mike, Mark Sherman was training the crowd to do this when someone did a block or right. something. Yeah. What's yeah. the funniest thing you've heard Ed say? Oh my God, that's tough. <laughs> Too many choices. We, we could write a whole yeah. book on it. Well, we saying. have to have Ed on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll have plenty of quotes coming out of that. Yeah, one. <laughs> there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. Um, We're going to pause the show there to take a quick second to give a shout out and a massive thank you to all of our sponsors. We love you guys for sponsoring the show and for our listeners. Uh, it's kind of crazy that the AVP season is coming to an end. Uh, sort of. And the fact that it's coming to an end means one thing that you probably need to re up on your volleyballs because if you play as much as I do or as much as a lot of these players do, your volleyballs are probably beat to hell. So go to Wilson Volleyball and get 20% off of all of your purchases using our dis- discount code Wilson Sand. Again, that's 20% off using our discount code Wilson Sand. This show is also brought to you, as always, by our guys at VolleyballMag.com. They are your daily digital news source for all things volleyball. They got indoor covered. They got beach covered, whether it's from Stad to Hermosa Beach. Ed Chan has the best pictures in the game. Lee Feinswag has the most insightful interviews. Every now and then, I contribute something that might be worthless, might be worthwhile reading. I'm not sure, but if you're looking for volleyball news, make sure to go to VolleyballMag.com, your daily digital news source for all things volleyball. We would also like to welcome Volley Camp Hermosa as a new sponsor of the show. If you're listening, you've probably heard of Volley Camp Hermosa. It is the place to go to get better at beach volleyball. Whether you are planning a trip to Hermosa Beach, California, the mecca of beach volleyball, or live locally, they have professional coaches to take your game to the next level. For those making the beach volleyball pilgrimage, they offer week-long adult training camps that are the complete beach volleyball experience. If you live locally or you can't join a camp, you can take their weekly classes and or private training. All levels are welcome, from A to AAA to open. Sign up online at www.volleycamphermosa.com. I'll say that one more time, www.volleycamphermosa.com. Or for more information, you can just give them a call. It is 234-PLAY-VCH. Or you can email them. Info at volleycamphermosa.com. We will see you guys on the sand. And, of course, we always love our sponsors at PacificCoastWealthManagement.com because if your financial plan goes beyond making it into the main draw of an AVP volleyball tournament, check out our online planning tool at PacificCoastWealthManagement.com. We all know that you beach volleyball players need to 
to put that oodles of prize money somewhere, you might as well start it with Pacific Coast Wealth Management. So when you get to the site, click on their link, build your financial plan here, and work with a licensed fiduciary advisor who can discuss everything from 401ks, IRAs, life insurance, estate plans, tax strategy, social security, investments, or good old stock tips, also known as a lot of stuff that beach volleyball players genuinely don't know a whole lot about, which is why we need the help with our guys at Pacific Coast Wealth Management. Business owners who need to offer benefits, retirement, or pension plans for their employees, partners or themselves, you can give them a call too. Or 529 College Savings or Roth IRA for your kids. Did you know that you can give 15000 a year to your kid? I know when I was a kid, I wouldn't have minded that. Start with your favorite volleyball player by connecting with us at Pacific Coast Wealth Management on Instagram or www.pacificcoastwealthmanagement.com or you can give them a call, 949-637-7052. Again, that is 949-637-7052. A lot of the listeners of the show are professional athletes, and as we all know, you cannot have enough recovery, which is why the show is also brought to you by our good friends at FireflyRecovery.com. So what Firefly Recovery is, it is a wearable device that simulates blood flow throughout the damaged or sore or afflicted area, say a knee. And what you do, you just strap it on and it helps you recover much faster. So when you are on that 12-hour flight to Stad or a 36-hour trip to South Africa, you can put this on and you're not going to get that super sore, kind of swollen feeling that you get after you fly on planes. Actually, you can make your plane you can make your trip productive by putting on Firefly Recovery, helping heal up that area, getting off, and you're going to be playing the best volleyball of your life. So give them a visit at fireflyrecovery.com. Let us know what you think and use the discount code SANDCAST in all caps for a 10% off. All right, that is SANDCAST, all caps, for 10% off at fireflyrecovery.com. And now, back to the show. That's tough. We can, nope. give, we can give you a minute to think on that one. <laughs> yeah. When, when you were growing up and, and playing in Puerto Rico, did you watch the AVP? Did you know about the AVP? Was it... Was it big too overseas? I'm always curious as to what the sense of the AVP is like outside of the U.S. Because I know that the Canadians uh, they love the AVP. They think it's great when it's finally on TV. And I know that uh, there's a pretty yeah. big following watching yeah, on the totally. Amazon Prime now. Totally, yeah, yeah. We follow the AVP for sure. Yeah, the whole time, like even that's when I started like kind of learning about the sport from high school. I started playing a little bit, and I for sure followed the AVP like from from way back. Puerto Rico is yeah. basically the U.S. Like, you don't yeah. realize it until you go there and you're like, oh, everything's the same except they speak Spanish. <laughs> and then when I try to speak Spanish, it's, they're like, what do you, what do you want? We speak English. <laughs> like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm just trying to learn. <laughs> and we want to practice it, too. Yeah, so and you guys want to practice it. That's yeah. why I never got to learn Spanish. Because <laughs> you guys funny. are too good at it. But yeah, it, it, I feel like it's the same as U.S. I mean, you have the same... TV channels and everything. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I grew up in Hawaii. I feel like it's the same as growing up in Puerto Rico, pretty yeah. much. Same passport, U.S. passport. Yeah, same passport. <laughs> Most people don't know that, actually. Yeah. Like, the, you, Puerto Rico is just another state. You can, anyone can go there. They feel, I think people feel like uh, they have to, like, they're going out <laughs> of the country, you know? I know, yeah, for sure. Some guys, on, even, like, playing on the tour, are like, and, like, how, how can you play here? <laughs> yeah. well, like, look at my go. passport <laughs> yeah. yeah and when you 
when you moved here, did, was volleyball still a, a high priority, or did, was it beginning to get phased out even as early as 2016? Yeah, I, well, at first it was like, well, I'm actually finally moving to California where, like, most of the beach volleyball happens, right? right? So I really, really planned to, like, keep playing and going for it, but then I didn't realize how, was, how far I was going to leave from, yeah. <laughs> from the actual volleyball players, so... I don't know, once it kind of kicked in when we moved, I started like just phasing out a little bit and realizing, well, I'm going to keep playing for sure, but probably not as serious and I'm not going to for sure not drive every day to the South Bay and train. <laughs> right, yeah. Maybe do twice a week or something. Yeah, but I did not for sure not plan to do it full time and, and give it a go at the AVP. I mean, I, I said, well, I'll play right. for sure. Because I love it, but not because I want to win a tournament. Yeah. <laughs> now, here, now here we are talking to a champ. Yeah. <laughs> who do we even have, uh, who do you even have to train with out there? Well, Kevin McCullough is right. the actual, the, one, the person that brought me over to California. Okay, he right. He a job. And uh, we have some coaches that play out there. Uh, Brandon Clemens and Ben Bott, they... Oh, really? Brandon lives in San Diego, so they sometimes get, come to the Mecca and train with us. Uh, Ruben Danley, uh-huh. uh, yeah. big old lefty. He, Matt Olson's down there too, right? Matt Olson is in San Diego, yeah. So there's some, Paul Lotman, uh, Paul Arisa, there are some guys close that's a good, enough. That's a yeah, good group. Derek Olson, before he moved to right. uh, California, I mean, San Francisco. Right. So yeah, we had a good group. That's a really good training. Yeah. Group. Yeah. Sweet. And for, for reference's sake, for our listeners, those who live outside California, Temecula to the South Bay, which is Hermosa and Manhattan, is about, what, a two, two-and-a-half-hour drive? Two hours, yeah. And then with, with traffic, three. maybe three. Mm-hmm. So it's not, not an easy drive no. to get all the way out there. Yeah, it's a six- to eight-hour thing to come practice. Yeah, it's, a, <laughs> it's like a full work day. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. That's how much he wanted to be on the podcast. Yes. <laughs> no. I was but he brought his coaching. carpool buddy, Orlando, over here. Yes. We, we didn't give him a mic, but uh, he's, uh, he's... He's hanging. He's nodding and, and making sure we're saying things the right way. <laughs> he's been right there with, uh, with Rafu on this whole beach journey. And don't worry, we do have uh, our wine, which yeah. is what you might have heard there. A little clink <laughs> yeah, of the yeah. glass. Rafu just drained it. We should have got you champagne in retrospect. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think we have a bottle, by the way. <laughs> no. We should celebrate. Yeah. Now, you and Orlando played together for most of 2016, right? Yes. We played a couple AVPs. We played the Cincinnati Open, which uh, we qualified, and it was crazy how we beat, like, we beat Switzerland to get in. Like Marco Kratiger, who's doing actually pretty good right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we we took uh, Jay Gibb and Patterson to three. <laughs> Not <right>? bad. <laughs> who's blocking on that team? Split blocking. So we <laughs> so you're you're what like six six two three. six three. Yeah, and then Orlando five eleven split blocking against yeah. Casey and Jake. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised Orlando was going to the net. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we beat a Poland 15, team, 13. Uh, Brill Kujaviak. Okay. We beat him in two. They're some good teams. Yeah, man. they're a solid yeah. world tour team now. I don't even know how, but we did it. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> served up. you're a champ now. <laughs> now we know why. <laughs> oh, boy. And, I mean, you've, you've been through it with AVPs, too. I mean, last year, you set an AVP record for worst draws in history, I swear. 
your first in Huntington, you and Kevin get Reed Pretty and Came Shock in the first round. Boy. And which one of the most epic qualifier matches I've ever seen. Yeah. Oh, first crazy. round of the qualifier? First yeah. round of the quality. I was like, that sounds like a pretty normal main draw first round. Right. That's, yeah. like, that's like a fifth place main draw Dang. match and turns out first round of the quality. Yeah. Wow. And then the Jason Debilius has the matchup on YouTube if anybody wants to go back and watch it. And then in New York, you were playing with Piotr yep. and you draw Ricardo and came. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> so, so you, I mean, you've been through it. You've had some serious shit draws in qualifiers. Seriously. And so, I it's mean, how difficult is it just to break through and get to where you are? Because the same year that, that you lost in the first round of two qualifiers, you took a third in Hermosa with Piotr. Yeah, so, I mean, probably one of, I mean, you lifted this year. One of the most rewarding thing is, like, scoring that last point on the match you get in. It's super fun, super rewarding, man. It's like, yes, we yeah. made it. <laughs> Way more nerve-wracking. And now we have to go tomorrow and play the one seat. All right. right. Thank you. Uh I don't know. I, I feel like you are like kind of already in the tournament and you maybe, even though you're tired, you maybe come in a playing rhythm other than being playing Friday morning against a three seed. Like you don't have any rhythm. Like you're playing a really good team who's used to being in that spot. So I don't know. Both are really hard, but for sure being straight into the main row is like, well, you are fresh already in the competition going in. Think a whole different mindset, whole different mindset. Right. Yeah. Both, both really good for me. I mean, of course, if you're already in, you have like kind of some money for sure. Now this year you have a hotel right. room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was, of course, I mean, I mean, I'm not gonna debate that. I want to be in the qualifier. I don't. Yep. <laughs> yeah. You just have to when you're already in the main draw. You have to make sure you don't fall asleep and like you yes. really have to wake yourself up for mm-hmm. that first match because you know those guys coming out of the qualifier are like ready and on yeah. fire you know and i think sometimes you can get lulled to sleep like oh first first round's gonna be pretty easy and then you just get worked and you're like oh crap now we're dug ourselves into a hole yeah so yeah it's a different mindset and you and uh you and piotr had a gnarly one in seattle that same year too oh, you yeah. had what satterfield and polariza yeah that went like deep into three two yeah i think we went overtime on the freeze and everything yeah, and then yeah. actually, I'm curious what you think about the freeze rule. I feel like it it almost benefits anyone with a really good serve. So I feel like the freeze is is a pretty good tool for you to have. Yeah, uh, I gotta say I don't dislike it. I mean, <laughs> I I mean I'm okay with it. Uh, if you're of course on the bad end of it, it sucks. Has it worked to your advantage more often, or not really either? No, I don't think. I've made any comebacks on it or someone got a comeback on me yet <laughs> that I remember. I don't know. No, knocking but, on wood. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. I kind of like it. It puts a little, uh, you know, something into that ending part of the game. It's actually really tough uh, up here on your head. It's like, yeah, you're. I got match point 2016. I can kind of slow it down. Right. They'll make an error. I'm going to win it. No, you can't do that. Right. And it's tough to do. Like you have to like really press the gas and on match point and yeah. like make a big play to earn it, which is pretty crazy. It's crazy when you're so used to like 
Oh, I have match point. I got to score one more time. And then you score like a normal style. And you're like, okay, I should have <laughs> won the match. But I didn't. Yeah. Why didn't I win the match yet? And then you score like five times, but you, you haven't got real points. And you really have to like snap out of it. Because I remember the first time they changed it. And I've only played one event, I think. I think Chicago was the, the only event I played with the freeze. But I, uh, and I got an ace but it was like, touch the tape barely, and I was so mad. But we sided out a few times, like, this is terrible. We just beat, you know, and it was a big <laughs> match, too, you know, like a semi or final. I'm like, we won four times. God, <laughs> Donald, why'd you change this rule? If I lose, I'm going to be so pissed. It's hard. Yeah. It's very hard. But it, it is good for the fan. Like, I've been wa- being a fan for the last year and a half is like, it yeah. definitely makes every match a little more fun. If it's like four points at the end, you're like, oh, but we got to wait for this freeze. See what happens. Yeah, as as a fan, I really enjoy it. As a player, if I'm 2017, I'm like, God dang it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had the yeah. freeze. Yeah. So I see it both ways. And yeah. obviously there are more fans than there are players. So I, I definitely understand. Like I've, As a fan, I've bought into the freeze for sure. For sure, yeah. And I think I'm a fan of like defense wins championships kind of thing. So like... If you if you're a team that can only side out but you can't get defensive stops, then like I kind of like that that the freeze helps the teams that are like gonna go get real points, you know? Yeah. You got to create it. You got to go earn that that real one. Yeah. And try. I think that you pointed it out a couple tournaments ago that the best teams on both the FIVB and the AVP are not necessarily the best offensive teams, but the best defensive teams. I mean, you look at the teams who are winning all these events like Anders Moll and Christian Sorum, yeah. I think are probably one of the best defensive teams in the world right now, just with that block. Yeah. Um, and on the AVP too, I mean, you and Ed, I think Ed had the most blocks in the tournament. Did he? And then wow. I think so. And then yeah, with, well. with your serving too, uh, right. and defense, I think you guys were probably, if we go back and look at the numbers, if the AVP has any stats, probably the, one of the best defensive teams in the tournament, if not number one, is that what, is that something that you think as well that, Defense is probably the one of the more more important than just siding out. Oh, I think so. Well, you for sure have to side out, right? But it, yeah, at this at level a, though, it seems side, like everybody can side out, right? So like, yeah. defense is what separates you, I think. Yeah, and like you are gonna miss a couple side outs here and there, but if you can make a couple plays to like make those errors up, you know what I mean? Like for sure, defensive and blocking teams are. The tougher to be than like really good sighting out teams. Is there a team that gives you fits offensively that when you're playing them you're like God we we got to work for every single point. I mean obviously Phil and Nick are a given, but is there a team on the AVP tour that you think stands out as one of the better defensive ones? I think uh, for me, hitting around uh, Theo is really hard. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Ryan and Billy are tough. I mean, Ryan is so big. Billy is so fast. Like, they're tough, very tough. And then lately, like, I played against um, Stafford and Casey, and, like, he's tough to see, you know, and they're doing a lot of tricks, a lot of driving, a lot of a lot of uh, give and take. And then it's that's the hardest one. I feel like even harder than a huge guy in front of you, you knowing that it's still in your line. I'd rather do that than guys, like, diving around and, like, hiding. Yeah. 
Yeah. So yeah, I think uh, Stafford and Casey do a pretty good job of that. Also, Avery, he yeah. he hides really well. He gets really low and out of sight. Team Bongren, he's really good at diving mm-hmm. and hiding. All those guys, I feel like, get really low on their block. Yeah. They're like yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Bongren and uh, Avery. Yeah, yeah. They both like butt to the ground. That's how I. That's like how I would get blocked. Yeah. It's like I try to. Get out of your line <laughs> of sight. And then go, ah. <laughs> but yeah, I think, and playing indoor, for me at least, like playing indoor, when you, there's big blocks every time. There's mm-hmm. two of them, at least two of them. So like, yeah, like you said, like going up against Ryan, if he's not moving well and making moves, yeah, it's not that hard. Yeah. But like Theo is huge. He's got that big indoor block, but he can like, he's really explosive too. So he can get over really quick and change and go take that angle super quick. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. <clears throat> and playing, and then playing the other side of it, playing defense on teams. I think Ryan Doherty and Billy are really tough to play defense on them. Yeah, geez, you have hard. to you have to fully play both of them very differently, yeah. right? Because Ryan, as playing a seven footer is like, as a blocker is the most frustrating thing. I'm sure <laughs> it's frustrating as a defender too, because you're watching him hit straight over your block, your blocker, um, but. Yeah, you're just, you're, yeah. everything's just like straight up. You're not playing yeah. the whole net anymore. You're no. just going up and trying to play it at the highest point you can. And then Billy is deceivingly like long arms and his oh, yeah. shots are perfect. His timing, he can move it around anywhere. They're just, their dynamic is so good because they score in such different ways. Like Ryan is so frustrating to try to block because we played him in Austin and Ryan just straight OT'd me, like, 10-foot line. I jumped as high as I could, and Rafi was like, can't you just be bigger? <laughs> and I was like, I wish I could. But Ryan hits these extreme angles that you just straight up, like, it's indefensible. And then Billy, I think that Billy Allen is probably the smartest player on tour. I've never seen him hit, like, the wrong shot yeah. in an AVP. He just, he's just so smart. So it's just such different. it's such a different dynamic to try to play defense against. You just have to, like... Pick your pick your poison there and go with it. Yeah, I think it's less smart as much, or it's more about like Billy's fundamentals. That's the biggest. Like he gets that ball on his right shoulder every time. His footwork, everything's good. So he has at all times he has at least three options. You know, like he can hit a clean cut. His high line is one of the best in the U.S. Just like super fast contact, and it's always in the corner, and then he can hit. So he's just super good footwork and fundamentals and everything's just like always in system for Billy, I feel like. All right, I mean, smart, sure, whatever. Another one of the <laughs> hardest one, and gladly we haven't played him this year, Jake and Taylor. Oof. Yeah. Yep. They're <laughs> playing really good ball right now, too. They made the semis over in Stad. Yeah. Took nice. Anders and man. Christian to three. <laughs> yeah. They won the first set, so they had him on the ropes. I, I think that Taylor oh, Crab. So close. Taylor is probably the most improved player, I think, on the AVP. And he was Defensive Player of the Year last year. Hasn't he gotten it twice? I think he's two-timer. Probably. And I think like he's still improving faster than anyone, I think. He makes it yeah. look so easy, man. <laughs> I think that's the hallmark of a really good athlete, is that when you watch him play, you're like, oh, well, this sport's super easy. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And then they try to do it, and it's like, oh, running in sand is really hard. That's a good point. I'm getting my wine filled up yeah. right now. It's a, it's a steep pour. <laughs> yeah. It's a mixed blend. Yeah. 
Now, Rafu, Where? has this has this <laughs> win changed your goals at all with volleyball? Or are you still kind of operating the same as always? Or is it like, well, I won one. Let's see how far we can push this now. No, I think same. I mean, yeah. Keeping it simple and just uh, have fun with it. Yeah, I think nothing is going to change for me. Yeah, because I feel yeah. like it's easy to get caught up in that where you, you win one. You're like, yeah. Well, I'm gonna, I'm, gonna upgrade, I'm gonna upgrade partners. <laughs> <laughs> People do get sucked yeah. into that. Like, well, now yeah. I, I guess I'm better now. I have to go get a new partner. Yeah, because like you're still. I mean, in volleyball years, you're super young. You know, not in normal years. You're young too. You're what, 31? 31. 31 years old. So like, you still could have another. You know, by Haydn's you know years, about 15 years of prime left in you. But I'm not six five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> no. uh... Everything stays the same, yeah. I, again, I love playing with Ed because we're in the same mindset. Like, we love playing volleyball. You know what I mean? Like, there's no pressure. I mean, of course, yeah, again, we want to compete. We want to do good. Yeah, it's not like we lose, we're going to be happy because we play volleyball. Right. <laughs> we're still going to enjoy it, being out there and traveling and sometimes bringing family and everything. Yeah. But, yeah, just Did- playing and, like, competing and being in the mix is good. Did, I like. Did Nico rad. get to see Dad win, or was he home? He was home. He was home. Yeah, and uh, yeah, my wife Lula, she started screaming and made Nico cry. <laughs> <laughs> so she's happy yeah. and he's crying. Yeah, <laughs> he'll watch the film later. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Maybe there might be a, a few victories to watch by then. By the time hmm. he can watch it. Well, yeah, I hope that he can get to watch me play. I mean, to really watch me play, right? right. Yeah. <laughs> when maybe, he's older. I'm sure like, he will, because, like, you hadn't trained, like, a ton before you guys, you before Ed kind of scooped you up, right? And then you, you started training a little bit more, now yeah. that you're playing AVPs, and came back pretty quick, it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I guess. It was, yeah, it was a short road. It was good. Uh, Ed helped a lot with it. He was very patient with me, because at the beginning, it was terrible. And he was like, oh, man, I don't know. <laughs> I, I might need to borrow Ed when I come back. <laughs> you know? Did you, when Ed picked you up, did you guys talk about goals at all? Or was he just like, hey, man, like, do you want to play some volleyball? We'll be straight shot, main draw. I think we could be good. Did you guys, like, did you think that a win within your first three tournaments was a possibility or even something that you were considering? You know, we were, uh, we got two straight ninth and, uh, we were looking to better the ninth, you know. I think uh, we would have been happy with a seventh or a fifth just because we just wanted to improve a little bit, right? right? right. Like, slowly, but we won, and it was great. <laughs> I don't know. Everything just happened. It's kind of a blur, to be honest. I yeah. feel like uh, you hear that a lot when people win big tournaments. Just yeah. like, what happened? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> when I won my first uh, event, yeah. that's what I said when they interviewed me after. I watched it like recently. It's like, oh, I don't know. I just, yeah. ended, I just ended up here. Seriously, that <laughs> yeah, just, that, that's, that's what, what I said. <laughs> it's crazy. And then you trying to repeat it is a whole new uh, adventure. <laughs> You're like, did it once, but now I have this. Now I have to play with it in my head, knowing that I did it, and I have to repeat it. So it's a whole new fun adventure. Yeah. <laughs> How does this win compare? And I know it's very difficult to compare NVL and AVP, but you did win one in 2015. What's the 
sensation like or feeling like or how does it differ between those two because i feel like 2015 was when you were still kind of getting after it like volleyball was a pretty high priority and and now it kind of just sort of popped up you know unexpectedly yeah i mean on a much bigger stage no less right well that's the main thing like competition in the avp it's crazy compared to what we played at although that win in the nvl it was pretty rewarding too we went all the way through the qualifier and we won it and it was a pretty good well-organized tournament as well and uh we played some good teams we actually played eric son in the final oh yeah uh but yeah i mean i have been watching all these guys play even before i even start playing you know and looking up to them jay gibb and john rosenthal and everything and like wow these guys and then now i I don't know how we beat them, and yeah. it's, uh, <laughs> it's a little different, you know? <laughs> Pretty cool feeling to beat Rosie, I would think. Yeah, seriously. He's a super good competitor, yeah, and he was also, like, he was really cool when the, when the, torn- when the, when the ball went down on that last point. Uh, he, like, congratulated me, and, like, he was, a, he was pretty cool, you yeah. know? Yeah, it was... Was that a double? Yeah. It was? 100%. Because it didn't look terrible on video, and especially for match point. I didn't know if they let it slide. Because when, it, when it's you know on NBC, the refs usually let it go a little you gotta bit. Explain to the explain to our listeners in case they weren't listening. Right. So the, um, the finals was, you guys were up 2018, yes. I think, and you hit a serve at Rosie. It was pretty good, got him out of system, and Chase kind of had this sideways handset that didn't look awful, but it was it was bad enough to to warrant the call. I was surprised that they called it for match point because it was like iffy, but not like egregious. Yeah, and Chase was, definitely voiced his displeasure. No, it was bad. <laughs> it was very bad, and it was it was actually I watched the, the video after, and uh, you can't tell how windy it was. It was windy. It's, it was very windy, and it was sideways, and. Uh, it's kind of tough. It was a hard condition to play other than it was a shallow sand. But the wind, the sun, it was tough. It was in the middle of the day. So, like, when I tossed that ball for my jump serve, like, the sun was right there. So it was hard to see the ball. Yeah, you know, they they were being – I think the ref did a good job. I mean, it was in my favor, of course. Yeah. I say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is hard to tell in stadium how windy it is. On the outer courts, you can tell because you can see things blowing around a little bit. Yeah. What was the wind like in stadium? Because I only watched a couple matches in there, and it seemed sort of swirly because it had yes. those random pockets that it could come through. So it didn't seem like – would there ever be a good or bad side, or would it just change it all changed. the time? Literally, it, every other rally, the wind changed. Like, sometimes you would switch to the supposed bad side, but then the wind changed, and now I can go for it on my serve. So, great. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, it was hard and good for that matter, for the kind of the serving matter, the yeah. serving part of it. I yeah. feel like you're a player who prefers wind. I do. Yeah. You do. Yeah, I love the wind. I mean, the beach in Puerto Rico we used to train is super windy. Yeah, so... We we like the wind. Yeah. Is yeah. La Verde? Uh yeah, close by close Ocean by, Park. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah well, actually sometimes we close. train there. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um yeah, I would say you probably have one of the best like wrists on the ball uh, in in the whole US, probably. Like 
when you talk about guys like hitting like the full side of the ball, really being able to wrap your hand around and get top spin, like I was talking about with your short serve, like probably the best since uh, Adrian was on tour. Yeah. <laughs> so being in the really. playing a guy like you in the wind, like you hitting that kind of cut into the wind is like not fun. You're yeah. like diving when you thought it was going to be a down ball. Yeah, always hit the corners of the ball. No, I mean, I, I have <laughs> That's to... That's not uh, easy for most people. <laughs> no. I have to be good at my wrist. I can't jump, man. So I have to be good at something. <laughs> You're an edge combined vertical. Definitely one of the lower of the championship teams. <laughs> but two of the best wrists in volleyball, for sure. That's true. <laughs> yeah, Ed's got a completely different wrist. It's like a... Yeah. It's like a... What? Like you, a whip. You like call it the wet noodle. It. The wet noodle. That's the arm. <laughs> it's amazing, though. The wet noodle. Straight to the corners, on two. Just automatic. Miss hit. Got yeah, the finger. Hit. It goes in anyways. Yeah, exactly. The, <laughs> the best miss hitter in beach volleyball <laughs> yeah. is Ed Ratledge, no yep. question. I feel like it's intentional. Like oh, he, for sure. He hits more spatched deep corners than anyone I've ever seen. For and sure. he owns it, too. He's just like, I love it. <laughs> he'll, like, he'll, like, miss hit a ball, and, and it'll be, like, an amazing shot, and he'll, like, turn to the crowd. I didn't mean to do that. Or some, <laughs> some like, crazy comment like that. But I'll take it. Yeah, but I'll yeah. take it. One other thing that he says a lot, like, during practices and matches is, like, you know, when we get a good play, and he's like, he goes like, good times, good times. <laughs> you know, good times. <laughs> I know that... We got to mic him up. We should oh, mic for him sure. Up. That'd be awesome. That we absolutely have to. With, with Ed, I, sometimes that dialogue can distract or throw off some players, but I feel like you, you've really embraced it. Because I know, like, with Zahn, it aggravated him a little bit. Because Zahn's more fiery and super focused, but it seems like you're just like, Ed, you go be Eddie the Eagle and you fly, baby. <laughs> yeah. No, he, he, know, he knows how to play the game. He knows how to get in people's head without being mean, which is right. a very good, like, yeah, like sometimes in practice we would be, like, just playing with some guys and, like, they were on a good run, you know, they were sighting out every ball. And he goes, like, Wow, you guys like half side out last ten balls. Yeah. So he just complimented them and yeah. then they go and miss the next two side outs. Right. So he's like kinda trash talking but being nice. I don't know how he does it. And like he does it on purpose, like, hey, these guys are really comfortable right now. We gotta get in their head. And then he goes and says that. Yeah, I didn't know he was doing it on purpose. <laughs> I remember we me and Hayden played him in Cincinnati first round. Um and it was our hardest and closest match of the entire tournament. We ended up winning the tournament, um, but I think we won 15-13 at the end, and Ed was definitely in my head because he's, like I said, he was talking to the crowd after every single point, and they were, like, talking back. It was, it was first round, so what, the music wasn't too loud, so I could just hear this dialogue on the other side the whole time. Ed, like, it seemed like he didn't even care about the match at all, and, like, being the opponent where you're, like, in the zone and trying to be all fiery, like, He's almost beating me right now. He's like about to beat me right now. And he's talking to the crowd the whole time. I can't let this happen. And it ended up being like 15, 13. Like I got like a block at the end or something like super close. And that, yeah, that's, that's Ed. Yeah. That's Ed. And you've played with, uh, how different is it going from Piotr to Ed too? Because Piotr's on the quieter side of things, I think, right? Piotr is like a hyper-focused uh 
uh, player, you know, Complete it's a opposite. whole different, I love, <laughs> I love playing with Piotr, yeah. man, yeah, I love how he, like, always has a strategy, and, like, always, like, studies people and everything, yeah, it's a, it's another good, good guy to play with, super good, yeah. He's another one where, like, you and him were, like, guys that were, like, easily capable of pulling off, like, a victory like you did. Like, I'm waiting kind of... Because you guys got a third in Hermosa, right? Yes. La last year? Last year. Yeah. So, like, Piotr's one of those guys where you see his skill sets. Like, all right, this guy might be pulling out something big pretty soon here. Yeah. Just kind of yeah. waiting for Piotr it. Piotr is going to win a tournament soon, I think. He's he's just good, man. He, him, and, him and Zahn look good. Yeah. I think that's a good team. Very good team. Yeah. How is the... How is it hitting the jump bumps? <laughs> oh, yeah. it's confusing. <laughs> <laughs> For the other team and for your his partner. <laughs> yeah, I've done that. I've done it a few times on accident, and uh, hiding every time I was like, "Yeah, never do that again. Yeah, never do that." I'm like, like, I don't know. This kind of felt cool. Yeah, it's definitely. Like, there's no point to it, yeah. really. But he's like jumping and like, yes, go hit it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's he jump bump set and me. <laughs> no. Nope, I'm. 30 feet behind the ball. What am I going to do now? <laughs> You're like giving him a call line and then he sets you. Oh, crap. Yeah, it's confusing, but it's good. I like it. And he's probably the best bump setter out there. For sure. Oh, man. He's so good at bump setting. And he can hand set, too. I feel like that's one yeah. thing that a lot of people don't know about Piotr is that when he uses his hands, I mean, it's sauce. Like yeah. He sets really well. He just He's so good at bump setting that he's there's really no need to He's used to timing the pass away from him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like from bump setting. Yeah, but he's totally a really good setter. And I think that you might have claim to the best hands on tour. And if you, if you, I don't know if you've listened to the Amazon Prime broadcast, but half of the discussion was about how saucy Rafu's hands were. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, no. Well, thank you. <laughs> so I'll if, take it. I'll take it. If people want to learn sort of how to hand set, like where do they start? Because I know a lot of people with... Hand setting is one of the last skills or more difficult ones to master, and you, you've got a handle on it. Yeah, I think, like, a lot of the people out there, like, kind of, like, think of the dip dish and, like, taking the ball high and lowering down to their face and then going up. I think, like, start it low and then just go up once. You know what I mean? I think, I don't know, the simplest you can go in every move and every technique, the better. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, less movement. Make it as quiet and simple as possible. I don't know. That's Phil's thing. His thing was quiet hands. Yeah, because he would hands. when he lived with Adam Roberts in South Carolina. He would because Phil he didn't he never really liked watching movies. But Adam is a huge movie guy, so Phil would just set for two hours and he would try to make it super quiet so they could watch the movie. <laughs> so the quiet hands were his thing too. Yeah, his hands are really good, and I don't think I can set as sauce. If I try to set it as high as he set it, right, yeah. <laughs> he sets the ball high, man. Yeah, and he can still locate really well. I don't. I can't do that. That's really high. And but yeah. you've got all the not like trick sets, but I remember the first time that we ever practiced together. Yeah. you probably overset like fifteen balls. You did a <laughs> jump overset in front of you for a kill, and I didn't even know what to say. I was like, that was pretty cool. You can do that again if you want. You've got all these little, like, tricks up your sleeve, too, just because you're such a good hand setter. That's, like, opposite of Phil. Like, he ain't... I mean, he's been setting the straight up and down set for <laughs> yeah. 10, 15 years now, probably. I don't even remember him ever setting, like, a push. Not that he can't do it, but... And he ain't going over on two, that's for sure, or any back 
Sliding to your knees, back sets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to stay away from the bump setting, so I want to get my hands through every ball. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And now with, with Hermo- we have Hermosa, Manhattan, and Chicago coming up. And then it's off-season again. So what, obviously now you have Nico to keep you busy, but what do you do yep. in the off-season when you're not playing beach volleyball or just like in gaps between tournaments when you're not really training as heavy as you would be? Uh, I'm coaching. Coaching a lot, yeah. Indoor, beach? Uh, both. Okay. Yeah, we have uh, the beach, the indoor summer programs. Uh, yeah, we're pretty busy with that right now, especially with all the youth uh, end-of-the-year tournaments here in Hermosa, Santa Monica, like beach jails and all that. So we were actually today, we spent a day over there in the beach coaching with all the Viper kids. We were having the BVCA, the club championship for beach, so... Yeah, we have we have some stuff going on yeah. uh, for for the club volleyball and everything. And now uh, that I've been named director of the beach volleyball club down in Temecula, so now we're like kind of like trying to figure out how the scheduling scheduling works and all those things that goes behind. Right. Yeah. And now is that still with Kevin McCulloch? No. So actually, he was a director and. They they are leaving. They're moving to Davis because Allie, his wife, That's she's going to be the right. coach. Okay. And congrats to Allie and Kevin. Davis. Yeah, seriously, congrats. And congrats to you. That's a promotion yeah. too. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He yeah he's done a great job, man. He's grown the sport in the Inland Valley, where it's just pretty new down there. And like now, I'm like I get to just keep following up what he started. Yeah. You know? And with the growth of the sport, too, so you, you came in at a, a pretty good time to the U.S. when the AVP was kind of getting its legs again. How have you seen the AVP grow from year to year, and where do you see it kind of going in the future? Do you think that this is a, a sustainable build it's on right now? I mean, it looked like it looked like the, they're improving every time, and they're building, and they're looking for new ideas. Like there's a, a King of the Beach tour. Right. I think they're hosting two tournaments. Yeah, I'm still confused. Uh, I think there's a Y in Huntington. Yeah, they got Hawaii, and I think Huntington might be FIVB. Huntington yeah. is a, so there's a king of the court right. beach tour that's run differently from FIVB and differently from AVP. Okay. The Hawaii event is going to be like a combo between the two. AVP and king of the court are working together. I think one day is the king of the court, one day is the AVP, something like that. I don't Kinda know. Kind of cool. But, um, yeah, Huntington, when they, after the Hawaii event, I think they're coming back and they're going to do a king of the court event, which is pretty cool. A different concept mm. where all the teams are playing at once. And uh, we, we talked about it on the, the Netherlands podcast. Yeah. But, yeah, it's going to be sweet. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's growing. I think there's a lot of uh, new teams coming up. There's a lot of like teams registering for a tournament. They, were, they even have caps for the qualifiers now. Yeah, right. So definitely a lot of interest in the sport for sure. For sure. I so think, which is good for the AVP, which I is good for everybody. They're capping Hermosa at 128. <laughs> and I Whoa. think you think I, they're gonna fill it up. And I honestly think they will because oh so God. they capped Austin at 64, and there was still like a 32 team pre qualifier. That's in Austin. Yes, that's right. So Hermosa could be a 128 team qualifier. Wow, I think Manhattan last year was like 106 or something. Yeah, I think Whew. 106, and I think the I think the record's 111. So oh. 
if it hits 111 this year, then that's a new qualifier record. That's wow. insane. Yeah, there's... And you're thinking it's going to happen. Probably, yeah. Hmm. I mean, given the way that the other qualies have gone, it's, it's... I mean, especially with the guys, I, I still can't figure out why there are more men's teams and qualifiers than women's, because you would think that all the college girls would be all over this. Right. Especially, their, like, if their coaches would push them to it, because, yeah. like, there should be more women playing beach volleyball than men, right? Like yeah, that, you'd think. It still doesn't add up. In California, at least. What about, like, in the mid... In, like, Chicago or something? Probably more girls. I mean, you would think... I can't, I can't think of anywhere that volleyball is more a male sport than a girls in the U.S., right? Well... Nope. In... If it's anywhere, you know, it's biggest for men in California. Right. And Hawaii is probably close to yeah. even compared to other states. But, yeah, I don't know. So we'll see. It's a good sign, though. All the youth players is good sign. Now you can play... You don't have to be like in the beach states to play, or you can be inland in Temecula. Yep. For all you young uh, inland <laughs> players, or you can go play with Rafa. You know, there's quality coaching. <laughs> there's quality yeah. coaching in uh, inland SoCal. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and now with with Hermosa too. So try. I know that people have seen you back on the sand. Mm-hmm. So we'll do a, a quick little update for you. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. How's your health and recovery coming? It's going pretty good. Today was probably my hardest day of the last year and a half just because i did a double day practice still. hardest day training wise probably yeah. probably not oh, your hardest no, no, day. No, no, no not mentally it's probably <laughs> my best day mentally actually yeah um uh yeah i, got, I lifted and uh, played today but um it feels good i've been out on the sand a few times now and the game feels like it didn't leave and that's nice i thought it would be a little worse for sure um but we're still just being super patient with it fivb um, is going to allow me to wait until next season to um, uh, keep my points. So I actually don't have to go to those early, those next few uh, FIVBs and rush it. So most likely I won't be going overseas anytime soon, and I'm just going to stay patient. I don't know what I'm going to do domestically. If I knew, I'd tell you guys. But um, it's first about playing, uh, practicing, going hard here, and then seeing how the body reacts. But... Everything's great right now. I'm a happy camper when I get to be out in the sun. I'm probably twice as tan as <laughs> I was for the last year and a half. And uh, yeah, I'm happy. happy for you, man. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. it tries almost back. Fun. Rafu's winning tournaments. Everybody's happy here Hell today. Yeah. <laughs> we got a good crew. <laughs> we got a good crew. And now, Rafu, if our listeners want to find a way to kind of follow along with you or reach out to you, where could they find you? On the, like social media. Do we have media? like Instagram? Yeah, Instagram, Rafu93, I think it's my Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> Rafu93, yeah. uh, Facebook, yeah. Just normal name? Just normal name, Rafu. Yeah. All right, there we uh, have What it. about uh, your club? What's the club Viper called? Viper Volleyball Club. Viper, Viper Volleyball, Volleyball Club in Temecula. You guys the, have a website? We do have a website. It's vipervolleyball.org. Like yeah. It. If you guys are... In the area, you know where to go for some quality coaching. That's right. <laughs> and then we're we're gonna have to figure out this sandcast sandcast clinic in uh, Puerto Rico. Ooh yeah, please. That would be a fun one. I would love to go back. I need any excuse to go back. Please, let's go. Let's make it happen. <laughs> all right. <laughs> now we do have uh, one final question that we always ask all of our guests: If you were to give any piece of advice to an up and coming beach volleyball player, what would that piece of advice be? Oh. 
just go out and play in as many tournaments as you can. Learn the game, playing the game, right? Yep. Yeah, I think, yeah. Even me, like, I go out and play CBBAs and, like, mm-hmm. all those, like, one-day tournaments. Like, mm-hmm. you got to go out and play. Like, yeah, you have to train. You got to learn the technique. But you got to go out and play and play and play and play. That's what you, yeah. and, you and Taylor Crab cut yeah. from the same cloth there. Mm-hmm. Really? Yep. Yeah. And obviously it works. Yeah. Taylor's having one of the best seasons, <laughs> and you just won one. So <laughs> go play. Yep. Love to go out and play. <laughs> Now, is there anything else that you want to add? Anything that we didn't discuss that we might have missed or anything that uh, you wanted to chat about? Shout outs? Uh, well, no, of course, my family back in Puerto Rico. Uh, my mom, my dad, my sisters, uh, Lula, my wife, my baby Nico, Orlando here is tagging along. Orlando. <laughs> Former partner. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers, Sweet. guys, and Cheers. thank you for having me. Cheers. Boom. There we go. All right. Well, this has been a fun one. We'll catch you guys next week on Sandcast. Gracias. <laughs>